Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ELA Employment Matters Podcast. My name is Pete Waltz. I'm your host, and we are just coming off of a great panel here at our annual meeting, the Inclusive Global Workplace, Bridging the Gaps and Developing a Strategic Talent Management Plan. The host of our event was uh, Todd Patopoulos, who's our partner, uh, ELA partner out of Tennessee. Todd, great job with the program. Thank you so much. So we had a couple panelists here really bringing in a, a, an international perspective as well as a major, major global brand perspective. Emily Abrams from the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, area was fantastic. Also, Mara Zavagno came to us from Concranes in Germany and Tyus Toyafuco from JLL in Brazil. So ladies, thank you again for contributing and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be part of this. So let's just touch on some of the key issues that you're finding in, in your organizations with regard to kind of the global mobility issue. And I know that, um, Emily, you were talking about you've got wrestlers and entertainers all over the world. Some countries, you know, like the U.S., they can move fairly freely. But yet if you're bringing talent in from another country into the U.S., that creates a challenge. Share with us a little bit about what you're experiencing. There. Sure. I mean, the immigration climate obviously has gotten a little gnarlier recently. Um, it, we are seeing a lot more requests for evidence, which, you know, adds delays to being able to, you know, get the people on our rosters and orienting them, you know, as quickly as we would like. We also take our talent on tour globally as well. So in, from an immigration perspective outside of the U.S., that also presents its own challenges just because we're dealing with a number of different um, immigration processes, sometimes sim simultaneously. We've got two to three touring brands at the same time. Wow. And so, you know, when it comes to sort of the logistics of we need a visa stamp for China as well as a visa stamp for Japan and in the meantime you need to go to let's say Europe while we're trying to kind of facilitate getting all of this done that can be challenging for US wrestlers a little easier because we are able to have two passports for them foreign nationals not so much because they typically have one so when we travel for business I mean I think about that all the time but I have time to plan for that I have time to plan my business trip. If I need a visa, I've got weeks in advance. But in the entertainment business, I gotta believe you don't have that kind of time. You're making decisions almost at the last minute. Right, and our product is of an evolving storyline as well, which makes an added layer of complexity because it's not like we can just determine at the beginning of the year, you know, who's gonna go where and when, and which would allow for sort of a couple of months planning and what have you. We end up with sort of like the list of people that are going to go that's based on the evolution of the storyline, you know, sometimes just a couple of weeks in advance. So we have to kind of do a little like preemptive guesswork to determine, okay, who are our core likely people that are going to go. <laughs> so you may have to rewrite the, the story meantime, based on whether or not they can get there. And you'll be like, there's a new champion. I was like, well, you know, That's he wasn't right. on the list. How did he lose? He how did he lose, the how did he lose the race? It's because he couldn't get a visa. Well, and that's what we don't want the answer to be. So our job is trying to be as preemptive as possible. And, you know, you know, sometimes it is pulling rabbits out but of But it gets, it gets very local within each jurisdiction that you're, that you're going to, because you guys are all over the place in terms of where you're sending talent. And so having depth of experience on a, on a very micro level within India or China or other jurisdictions where you really need the experts in terms of getting someone in the door right. becomes critical. And we also have the changing regulations. So, you know, yeah. we might go to China every year, but it's not the same 
process every year. Depends or on the, the same current players tweet of the year. week. Right, right. Tweet of the week. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump over to Mara. Mara, so you've, uh, you've been at several of our ELA events. We always appreciate you bringing perspective. And ironically, you've been with us in several events, in several different positions, in several different countries, living all around the area. And you're really focused on diversity and inclusion in your role. So right. just uh, share with our audience a little bit about some of the things you're observing in that space and what you would recommend. Well, what I'm really observing that this is quite a lot mentioned as a kind of a policy, but in reality we are talking about a culture. And I think that is exactly the observation is that is really on the cultural perspective that we need to be able to work on. That means to understand also the different legislation and complexities that you can have in many countries. And that, I think, is one of the ways that we need really to, to process this kind um, of development. And just giving a very short example, I'm currently working in, a, a tra in global training for diversity inclusion. I never challenge myself so much really to think is appropriate to use this kind of wording and this kind of uh, example in other countries, as could be, for example, Middle East or India or Asia, or because I'm having a European mentality, obviously, when I face this kind of topic. But we are global and it's really different. So I think that the topic of diversity inclusion is really a lot how to make sure that we are able to influence the culture, but keep in mind that we have a lot of subculture and rules and regulations. And here is where local and eventually lawyers, yeah. firms should help. Yeah, I think you know the, the local versus global. So we've got global brands, global ways of doing business, and it all makes sense until you get to the people. And exactly. the people are what make the business happen, and yet the people are also the ones that have the nuances understanding, that have the nuanced needs, everything else that goes along with us. Tyus, I was really curious about JLL because, again, you're also a client and many of our ELA member firms work with you, that you have you know, tens of thousands of employees all across 80 countries, but yet they're in discrete businesses around a particular building project in a particular community and you're bringing people into that community to live as if they're a part of that community, working with the local trades, working with the local community, marketing the property, doing all those other things. And then when that property is built, you move on to the next one. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen when it comes to bringing people into local markets for even a short period of time to do a project? Well, uh, it's certainly complicating in terms of they actually leaving our culture because in the most part of the time they are leaving the client's culture or the locality that they are, they are based on. So it's very challenging for us to understand how we promote awareness, especially when we are, have been talking about diversity inclusion because how Mara said before, it's very particular region by region, even though we will talk about in Brazil, we will have many differences when I am talking. If I'm based on Sao Paulo, it's very different if I'm doing, I am talking with uh, people from Bahia, for example, because we have this regional culture and bias, and we need to be able to understand this difference and communicate it well, because part of the understanding is based on how I pass the message clear and make sense for the other people because if it don't make sense for 
one person or our employees probably they don't apply in it's something like safety even though I say, oh, it's important for your life, you use APIs, but if they understand why it really matter using this kind of stuff, probably they don't use it. Very true, very true. So Todd, I mean, it's a global world out there. It's a global world. How ironic is that? I know, global I know. world. Um, but you know, we've got a, we're at 170 jurisdictions around the world, and immigration is a topic that addresses all these issues. And when we lay over you know, the legal implications, and then we go down into the issues that we're having in diversity and inclusion and what the people issues are, there's a constant struggle between the two. What the legislation wants to say and what the people need are, are very difficult. So as a, an attorney in that space, I'm sure you're dealing with this every day. Your phone's got to be ringing off the hook. Absolutely. It gets granular really quickly uh, when you have policies that are issued by various governments like the U.S. that have become more restrictionist on the inbound talent coming into the U.S. on how you handle that. And, and when you're representing an organization, it gets granular because you're talking about specific people that have a role within that organization that have to be in a certain place at a certain time to affect that, that organization's uh, goals and objectives. But listening to this topic, it's really interesting because you're talking about diversity on a worldwide level, and the takeaway that I had is that, that diversity on a worldwide level gets local really quickly. Yeah. And I think it's the same with the law. You, know, the, you can think globally about an organization, but it gets local real quick, and that's when it's key to have a local expert. Great. Well, we could talk about this topic all, uh, all afternoon, certainly, but I really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us at the conference. Uh, this you. update's Thank great. You. For more information about the ELA, visit us at ela.law. Download our podcast off the Apple Podcast or Google Play, and uh, we'll look forward to joining in a new episode. Thanks, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care.